your thoughts on the subject? It's just starting now. Start again. Okay, so we've just been talking about dana, about generosity, and the importance of developing a culture of generosity uh, in our collective. Um, so I'm going to invite you to to talk a little bit about dana, about generosity. Okay, um, generosity actually is the art of gift giving in the sense that the art into it is to give a gift that is then well received. And if it is well received, then both the giver and the recipient gain benefit from it. At the topest level of the kind of gifts that that is would be the gift of the Dhamma. Once we learn that generosity is really a powerful tool to use, we start looking for the absolute best ammunition. And the very best ammunition for generosity's tool is, in fact, the Dhamma itself. To be able to share the Dhamma, not in the sense that you've got to make somebody get it, but that we are sharing something that comes from within. But that uh, we can practice generosity in many ways uh, at a mundane level, even in the sense of giving gifts that are real gifts, giving money to organizations such as uh, the uh, Open Sangha Collective. And so by giving gifts, we actually recognize that the gift is going to be of some value to someone, that someone is going to get some value and uh, usefulness out of this, especially if the gift is intentionally done in the name of the, the Dhamma itself rather than giving to just some NGO who promises to do something good that you don't know what, here we're very specific about what this dana is going to be used for that is going to help people to grow in the dhamma. So we know that it's going to have good value and good usage. Now, uh, when we were children, we were kind of taught generosity but the teaching of the generosity is not something that is natural for the child, who we are actually have a kind of natural generosity, that it feels good to share with another person. That in fact, first we're taught selfishness, and then we're taught generosity as an antidote to the selfishness when we were good to go in the first place, <laughs> with no selfishness and generosity. But as we're, we're grow, growing up, the religions have been relying upon generosity all of these centuries and uh, that it is money-oriented. But you know that the idea of tithing goes way back into uh, Jewish history long before Jesus came in. And so the idea of tithing or giving to the church because there is some benefit there is, is naturally the way of thinking it. But with the generosity that we're talking about with the Dhamma, it's much more of not a long-term goal, but kind of the immediate satisfaction that we get by the feeling of being generous and donating to something right here in the here now. And so it's not that uh, uh, in a Buddhist perspective that we're trying to redirect Christian focused generosity and start using that, but rather this is a kind of a new skill to be developed. A new skill that is based upon the value 
and the joy and the, the nourishment and the wholesomeness of gift giving. That it, in fact, has a quality built under it of um, wealth. That if we're stingy and don't want to give any money to anything, then that leaves us kind of in the feeling of lack or want or don't have enough or whatever. And people often will feel that after they purchase something on the Internet. They'll have second thought, buyer's remorse and whatnot like that. But with generosity here, we're looking at it in intentionally doing it in a wholesome way so that we get the joy and the benefit of that generosity right in the present moment. It was almost like, what a relief it was when my first donation to the Open Zonga <laughs> Collective finally went through PayPal. <laughs> and you confirmed that because you got a, a, a voice message on your phone or a text message. So that was really great to see that it's that part of it is working now. Uh, and I like to see that because I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of people are going to gain great joy from being able to express their generosity that is a natural skill to be developed. And the development then is, is that we start giving money, but we wind up giving nobility. That's the real issue because you cannot sell nobility. That is what needs to be given as kind of a spark that we can transmit it. But money is like water that wets it down. And so we have to not charge the money for it, but rather to do the Dhamma so that it's open, generous, and uh, freely given. That allows the teacher and the student to develop a new kind of relationship that's not available between psychologist and, and client or between doctor and patient. That this is a new friendship that is based in the Dhamma. And the whole point of it all is to gather up friends, to become friends with everyone. And so uh, let's not put that money in the way because it's hard to pay friends mm -hmm. for their services. The friends, in fact, want to give you their services free because they're friendly. And so this Dhamma thing, uh, uh, this Dana idea, is actually based in the generosity of open-hearted friendship. If I have to pay for it, or you have to pay me for it, that kind of ruins the whole thing. Now it's given a price tag on it. Now we can haggle over the price. So maybe I should charge $25 an insight. <laughs> and, and then I have to watch very closely what the student is doing. And if they, if they get a big grin and jump up and down, $25, please. <laughs> But I get more than $25 worth of joy just to see the students get it. That's the brilliant part, is, is that it's not worth any money at all. It's worth more than money could possibly be. I've lost so, your sound, so you're going to have to wrap up organically. I'm right. sure your thing is fine, but my speakers are not. So you wrap up and then all right yeah bye bye folks <laughs> that's all folks see you later <laughs>